Welcome everybody to another episode of Get Unstuck, Live Happy and Free. I hope you guys are all doing good out there today. I know it uh, is tough sometimes to get through this thing called life, but that's what uh, I'm here for and your guests are here for as well to uh, share their life experience. Hopefully those things uh, provide some insight, some tips or advice that can help you when you're not feeling so good. I hope today you're doing all right, but if you're not, we're here to help. And if you are feeling great, that's good, but uh, do stay tuned because hopefully you can learn some things that you can stick in your toolbox and you can use those uh, when the inevitable crap hits the fan, because as we all know, it truly does. And sometimes it's uh, overwhelming. So we're here for that. Now, I'm your host, Rick. This is not a kid's show, so go ahead and shush your kids out of the room because sometimes we might curse or drop the F-bomb once in a while. We are all adults going through this thing called life. So I, uh, I'm really excited to have our guest on today. Uh, we've had her on before. We had a little technical difficulties in the past, so uh, I want to have her on again uh, to make up for that. But uh, as well, she has a great project. Um, it's something that's uh, really important that she's been doing, that she's passionate about. Um, it's really an incredible resource for people out there um, who might need it um, or, or might just you know, decide to go this route. And I'll let her explain what it's all about. Um, as I welcome her back to the show again today, how are you doing, Anna? Can you hear me all right this time? Yes, I can, Rick. I'm yeah. doing good. How are you doing? All right, great. Yes, it's good to hear your voice loud and clear this time. Thanks. So, yeah, as I just uh, mentioned to you know the audience out there, you have a project that's uh, close and uh, dear to you. Um, and uh, it is something that maybe folks haven't heard much about, um, but it is something that uh, super important is helping people. So let us know what that project is. So I'm a breast cancer survivor who created a dating app for people that have sexual limitations or sexual dysfunction. And I had sexual dysfunction for the majority of my adult life. And after a 20 year marriage and fighting breast cancer, endometriosis and something called vaginismus where internal penetration was impossible, uh, intercourse was impossible for me, I found myself single and wondering how the heck I was gonna enter the dating world with having these sexual limitations. And I thought about men that have uh, erectile dysfunction or other types of sexual dysfunction in men. And I thought, how do they date? And I couldn't really find an answer because I thought those traditional dating apps are pretty intimidating for individuals like us. Mm -hmm. So I created a dating app that takes sexual expectations out of dating. It's for, designed for individuals who can't have intercourse or just prefer not to. So they can enter the dating world in a comfortable environment without the fear of being judged or embarrassed or rejected because of their sexual limitations. Wow. What a, what a, uh, challenging thing to do. Number one, just because, um, you know, like you say, you didn't find anything else out there uh, to help people in that situation. Um, number two, you probably were not in the whole tech field um, of building apps or weren't like a, a web developer yourself. Uh, so that's challenging. And then number three, you know, just having the, the courage and being brave in order to uh, get it out there and have to try to market it or advertise it so that it can, you know, benefit other people. Um, a lot of challenges for you to go through there. It must have been a difficult path in order to get that thing done because it's up and running now, right? And available and people can use it, yes? 
Yes, it is. Yes. I started working on the project March of 2019. And so it was supposed to be done that that year, but it just ran into a lot of a lot of difficulties, but, mm-hmm. but it's it's definitely launched uh, the end of August of 2021. And how can folks, uh, you know, take a look at it, you know, the, test it out, you know, test drive and stuff like that while we're talking on the phone, they can take a look at things. They can go to entwinedating.com, E-N-T-W-I-N-E, dating.com. And from there, they can learn about what the app is for or who the app is for and they can download it to their Android or also their Apple or use it from the web. It's not available in the app store yet for iOS, but uh, I did submit it to them and they're uh, going to hopefully approve it pretty soon. Initially, they can't, they didn't want to, uh, I didn't want to submit it to Apple because there's so many uh, dating sites out there in the Apple store that mm-hmm they weren't accepting any new ones. So I wanted to just kind of prove to them that this is a unique app. It's not a scam because they were worried that it was like, there's a lot of scams out there. Right. And uh, so I just submitted my, my information there. So I'm hoping that soon it'll be available on Apple, but I have an iPhone mm-hmm. and I'm able to use the app. It's just that it's just considered a progressive oh. web app where you, you have to download it from the web and put it on your home screen. Oh, but- I see. So people can, Oh, so that's interesting. I didn't even know that. So progressive web app, you're able to download that or people who have an Apple uh, phone, they can download that app from the entwinedating.com site. It, it would, what they do is when they click get entwine now, which is a free app, when they mm-hmm. click on that, and if they have an iPhone, it will open up the web. And then they, from there at the bottom of the screen, they can hit the little rectangle with, I believe there's an arrow as well. And it could say oh, download it to home screen. So it'll be like an icon on their oh, home screen and they could just press on it and it'll open up the web. It's like a hyperlink, but with an Oh, I see. I didn't know that it picture. works like that. Oh, so that's great. So great. So you've got the website. People can go entwinedating.com. They can use the full version uh, on, on their desktop. They can use it that way. Then if they have an Apple uh, phone, they can do what you just described and use it from, uh, you know, their home screen of their phone, the progressive web app. And if they have an Android, they can go to the Google store, Google play, um, and they can download the Android app for their Samsung or um, Android phone. Yes. Correct. Yes. Okay, great. All right, great. Well, even just, you know, discussing that, um, you know, makes me realize, gee, there's must have been so much work uh, on the technical side for you to do this. And we have lots of folks out there in the audience who have a passion or a dream. And um, that involves, you know, nowadays that uh, usually involves uh, some sort of online presence, whether it's just the marketing end of, you know, your bed and breakfast that you want to create, or whether that is an actual website uh, that, you know, has functions on it that people need to use, um, or whether that is an app that you know, is doing something that, uh, you know, is uh, basically your passion um, or your dream project that you want to do. Um, so I would like to ask you a couple of questions about just, you know, the tech side of it and what you did in order to make that happen. I know before you mentioned that, you know, you, you got some references and then you started working, um, you know, with different people and there was some difficulties with one, I think you changed to another, but basically once you were with the team that was 
doing the work, how did, how did you, um, as a non-tech person, um, how did you approach that? Um, and I'm asking this for folks out there who may be, you know, feeling scared or overwhelmed, like, gee, I could never like manage a project or how do I make sure it comes out the way that I want it to do or what's a wireframe or what's the, you know, the UX experience or the journey map that they want me to write up or like, how do I even express my ideas, um, you know, to somebody technical who's going to develop either the website for me or the app for me, um, you know, and then get back ultimately what I want. How did you go about that process? So I was a, a stay-at-home mom when I started thinking of the idea because uh, I was still, I was just, just about to get divorced. So I was like, okay, I'm a stay-at-home mom, but I also had like a part-time job doing, uh, I was a medical transcriptionist mm-hmm. and I was like, what am I, th- what am I doing? I'm, I'm going to create an app. I have this idea. I was like, I don't even know where to begin. I was overwhelmed. And I thought, you know, I can't do this. This is crazy. I'm, I'm, I'm a secretary. I can't mm-hmm. do this. So, uh, so that I started doing research search and, and uh, trying to, I talked to a few different app developers and I, I said, you know, I, I don't know where to begin. And I just kind of told them like, this is what I want to do. I had them sign an NDA first because I wanted to make sure non-disclosure agreement because I wanted to make sure they didn't steal my idea because I was my paranoia too. I was paranoid. I'm like, what if somebody takes my idea and then, and beats me to it? Because like, you know, yeah, exactly. I just wanted, yeah, I didn't want to take that chance. So and so to I jump in that, for a second, sorry, I don't know where you got your NDA from, but for folks out there who are saying, yeah, that's a good idea, um, which it certainly is, um, you know, you can find NDA templates, you know, online, a lot of them, but you, of course, it'd be great if your brother's a lawyer, so you can have them really read over it to make sure it's a good NDA. Um, but at minimum, if you have to just, you know, uh, research online for NDA templates, um, you can find them and you, you can plug in, you know, your project name and your information and the other person's information. Um, but, um, you know, obviously it's best if you can get a lawyer to read over, but at minimum, at least find some NDA template that you can use um, when you're starting to do a project with anybody. And if they're not willing, because I've been through this a lot myself, if they're not willing to, to sign that, then that's a red flag right off the bat. Um, and I wouldn't work with anybody who's not willing to do it. So that's sorry true. to interrupt, but I just want oh, to yeah, add that. That's definitely true. Yeah, that's, that's exactly, yeah, it's true. Cause I, I didn't realize what an NDA was or, or how, you know, I mean, does it really protect me? I just said, I didn't know what I, I, I didn't know how to protect myself because not having any business background. Um, I felt a little lost, but, and I, and of course I trust everybody. So I, I ended up finding this mm-hmm. app guy that uh, he's very nice and very convincing. And he's just like, oh, we care about you and mm-hmm. everything's great. And, you know, this is a great idea. And, and I, so it, so I was confident with them. And um, the problem is what, what I should have done was I didn't ask for referrals. So I didn't ask them like, Hey, can I talk to some of your mm-hmm. past or current clients? Because I think if I would have done that, I would have saved a lot of money because they were going to just do the Apple iOS only for a large amount of money. Mm-hmm. So I used all my savings and then uh, it didn't go so well. Uh, they, because I wasn't, I, I feel like they just took advantage of me, unfortunately, so, um, so I almost gave up. Actually, I did give up at, at, at first after I took the code. I said, you know what? I'm just going to take this code. I'm going to find somebody else. But then I thought, what am I doing? I said, I think I made a mistake. And I trusted this company. And, and uh, because I didn't do my thorough research, because I thought, you know, I just I need to hurry up before somebody takes my idea. But 
that was my big mistake was not calling, calling their past clients, even with my cancer history. It's like, I should have called the doctor's past clients, you know, or mm. past patients because, uh, that was a red flag. I did ask one of my, my surgeons, if I could have a referral or just to talk to their past, past patients. And, and he's like, Oh no, we, you know, our patients don't like to talk about their breast mm. cancer. And I'm like, what? Like, that doesn't sound right. So thankfully I love that doctor, but, mm. um, so even with, you know, in the tech world or just in business world, I think it's important to find, to talk to past clients and yeah, previous absolutely. clients and, or our uh, current, pl- current clients for maintain, maintaining the app as well. Right. So, uh, so I did give up because I was really upset. I'm like, this is my dream. I wanted to, I wanted to help people. And, and I didn't want anybody taking that dream away from me. So I ended up finding another app developer. And, and this time I actually talked to several of their current past clients and, mm-hmm. and it, it made me feel like, okay, now I, I picked the right person. And then and and the, the difference was just amazing. And what kind of, uh, they just actually were compassionate. They understood, you know, they didn't want to take advantage of me and they, and they listened to me and, and created exactly what I, what I told them to, what I wanted. So I, so I told them what I wanted and they, they just drew it all out and, and wrote it all up. And cause I, again, I don't have any tech background, but so that's what, what was the, that actual process? I'm just wondering from the creative um, standpoint, like you knew in your mind, okay, this is what, you know, what I want to uh, ultimately have or see. I mean, did you have it, uh, you know, a vision of actual the screens in your mind and what, you know, the buttons look like or what images were in certain places or no, you, you didn't have that specific of an idea. You just had the idea of what you wanted the user to be able to to do with it. And then um, this developer, the app developer, they laid out sample, um, you know, screens for you and said, okay, this would be, you know, the home screen when people open up the app. And then here's uh, my proposal for, you know, uh, the next screen, if they, you know, hit this button, then they would see this screen. I mean, did they lay out that whole, uh, you know, user, you know, journey map for you? Or did you do that? For the, for the actual the first app developers did design everything so and i just carried all the, the images and everything mm-hmm. and I, they gave me like a little powerpoint presentation or a slideshow to what the app was going to look like so they mm-hmm. showed me like what this is what the home screen would look like they worked on they designed my logo so that's one thing that they did well was mm-hmm. they designed my entwine logo and so i when i brought it to the 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 second app developer I was like, this is what I would like it to look like. So I kind of described the what I wanted it to look like for the, to the first app developer. They said, you know, I wanted to be able to have a heart for someone that you like next if you don't like them. And and I want their picture to look like this at the top. So I kind of gave them like a verbal uh, description of what I wanted and they kind of just brought it to life. And then, so that saved a lot of time when I did go to the second app developer, I was able to say like, you know, I want to use this logo. This is what this is what it was going to look like. So mm-hmm. if you could make it something similar, so that, that I think that saves a, a lot of time as, mm-hmm. as well, but, but so even like a the little bit, sorry to jump in again, but there's a little bit of advice that you're actually giving right now, which I think is great. And that is maybe you don't have, you know, for folks out there who want to do something like this, you might not have the technical background or expertise, but, you know, literally 
on pieces of paper, you know, you can sketch out your own uh, pages or screens, whether you're talking about, you know, an app or a website, um, you know, you can, you know, draw the, the hearts in, in the corners and in the, and in the middle, there's a big round circle and that's where somebody's picture is going to be. And then, you know, you press the upper heart or the lower heart, depending on if you want to select, you know, that person or not, or whatever your app has happens to be, you know, you can draw these things out on paper just as rough sketches and you don't need to, they can be stick figures. You don't need to be a good artist or anything. I've gone through this process with lots of different people helping people then you know, design their own stuff too um and you know you can make these little sketches that say okay well i want the first page to look like this and you know you just show your uh developer the sketch on paper that you've done um and it you know just translate much more quickly into their brain of like ah okay you know the the featured item on this page is a photo of the person so when they start literally designing it in photoshop or InDesign or whatever they're using um you know they start off uh, much closer to your vision than if you had just sat there and verbally you know uh described it to them so i would always encourage people um don't be afraid of your drawing skills or anything like that you don't have to be an artist or creative to lay out um, you know, even if it's on, you know, post-its um, and you say, okay, this is what it looks like, you know, on this screen and that's one post-it and the next post-it is like, well, this is what it would look like if they hit that button, they would go here, but if they hit the other button, then they would go to this post-it um, or, and there's the drawing, you know, that you've done of what that page would look like. So don't, don't worry about it, folks. Um, it's much more better. You have something um, visual, you know, that can help people understand your vision and your dream um so don't don't be intimidated by it, like uh, not being an artist sorry i just want to throw that in there that's true but, yeah, yeah. And I, I had no marketing background i had no artistic ability or anything so um they i mean they did have me fill out a questionnaire and said what colors do you like what colors don't you like do mm. you want to do more like um this kind of image or would you want this kind of image and mm -hmm. so and then uh with the second app developer that i'm with right now uh while we're on our weekly meetings, he would uh, share the screen. He's like, okay. and I say, okay, you know, I, I really wish that this was a little bit more to the right, this picture, whatever it was. Mm. And then he's like, hold on a second. And he would just type it in and then he would just fix it. He's like, like this? I'm like, oh, mm. like, yeah. You know, it was just nice to to be able to have someone that knew what they were doing and, mm -hmm. and was able to understand what I was requesting, I guess, yeah. my vision. So you go ahead and you uh, work with the second person. They basically get it to how you want it to be on each one of the on each one of the screens, and then they are um, you know ready to launch the app for you. From from that point, then you as like the app administrator or, or app owner, um, what are the sort of technical things that you needed to do or you still need to do, you know, on a weekly or daily or monthly basis? in order to keep the project going and people using it. Obviously, you know, you have the choice, you can hire somebody to do the ongoing maintenance um, and you can explain for you, what does that actually mean? Um, because lots of folks don't understand like, well, what do they got to do after it's done, right? Um, and what do you have to do on a weekly basis, either as a, you know, a developer who is uh, maintaining it, um, the app for you, um, or a webmaster who is maintaining the website for you, 
um, or as the business owner or the app owner um, and what you have to do? For right now, the, the website I manage on my own and uh, that was new to me. I had, I had a marketing team before that designed the website and then I kind of just took over on that just because of funding because this is all self-funded, this, this app mm -hmm. of mine. So I decided to do marketing on my own. So I, I take care of the, the, the website and just kind of update it when I can. And then for the maintenance of the app, that's where like every once in a while, there'll be like a, a bug. Like it'll just, something was perfectly working, working perfectly fine. And then all of a sudden the next day, it's like, wait, you can't click on the picture and expand it. What happened? Mm -hmm. you know, so then what I do is I, I call the the app developer and I say, hey, something's going on. There's a glitch or something. And then he'll he'll work on it. And then he'll send it to me and say, okay, how does this look? Is, this, is it better now? And I'm like, yeah, that looks good. And then he sends it to back to the to the store, or Play Store, or, mm -hmm. or through through the the web to make sure that it is functioning properly. But it's just weird. Like all of a sudden, it's just like something something will just change. And it's like, what mm -hmm. what happened? So it's yeah, like, that does seem weird that that happens. So how is so? Uh, have you found either with other app owners that they have the same experience and that that is a common thing to have, uh, you know, bugs that come up um, after it's finished and, you know, launched and that it's common that everybody needs to be able to go back to their developer and say, hey, this is not working now, so fix it? Or is that the sign of somebody who didn't do a good job with the original uh, app development? Um, just curious what your experience sure. has been or research has uh, found in, in that sense. When I, when I spoke to the first app developers, I said, why, why is it like it was working fine yesterday? Why all of a sudden is there this glitch? Why is it crashing? And they said, you know, if you look at your, if you haven't, I don't know, I'm sure the, I have an iPhone. So when when you log in or you're, you're on your phone, it'll say like, there's an update, mm. update your phone, update your app, update your, yeah. it's like, so there's always constantly new, new updates because they're fixing the same thing. Like, but there's like little things that are not working anymore. There's a crash or a bug or, mm -hmm. or something. So it's, it's just a regular thing that that happens. So they're saying, so they were saying to you that it's because of the operating system that either Apple or Android would push out um, that mm -hmm. now new things that were in that operating system made your app had have problems. Yes, just uh, like that too. Yes, mm -hmm. I see. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean that certainly does make sense because um, there's you know apps that are designed to work on a certain operating system. Um, you know, let's just say iOS. 12.00 and then you know you design your app for that but then you know apple pushes out 13.1.2 and now mm -hmm. your app well, doesn't function as well with with, with uh, the operating system and you have to have to make changes or adjustments to it um so that certainly i know is the case and and happens um but for like um is that the only time that these bugs come up for you or no sometimes they come up in between the IO, in between the uh, operating system updates, sometimes it just happens randomly, and mm. I'll, or sometimes like the the server will go down. Like I'll go, I'll check to see how many users there are, and then, and then all of a sudden it just says zero users. I'm like, oh my gosh, you know. So then mm. I'll be like, what happened? And he's like, oh, it looks like the server went down. And then he had to mm. like reboot it or whatever. But um, 
so I have a little bit of a heart attack because I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> like, wait, where are all my users go? Right. But uh, so it's not since there's not uh, there's not a, a ton of users on there yet. But I think mm -hmm. like as it gets busier, like they, they were even telling me that my app developer said, once you're really really busy, you're gonna have to hire more than one app developer. It's just right now, you know, we could handle it because we don't have that many users. But once you're you're gonna need a bigger server, you're gonna need people to manage it and keep an eye on it. So if it does crash, they'll be able to jump on it right away and, and mm -hmm. fix it. So uh, so like right now, if, if there's an issue, I might have to wait a little bit longer because I'm not, I don't have you know, four app developers with me. Like I think those right. traditional dating apps, I think they have like, I don't know, I think you said like 50 app developers kind yeah, of monitoring sure. it. Yeah, the bigger ones. More than that. How, but, how big they are. Yeah. yeah. So, well, so actually, just to help clarify with folks, um, you know, if they have, a website, a traditional just website only, and they're not, you know, they're not doing an app. Um, you know, those are two different things. Um, you know, anybody can, uh, you know, have a website and then host it on a server on somebody like a Bluehost or a GoDaddy or a HostGator or Amazon NAS or whatever. And those are servers that basically you're renting, you know, on a monthly basis, you pay your monthly hosting fee for your website, basically, and its files, and its associated databases to be sitting on somebody else's computer, um, GoDaddy's, Bluehost, Amazon, whoever you choose to go with, um, there's a million of them out there. Um, and people can do that, uh, they can make you know their own home web server too. have your own computer sitting at home that is constantly on and is serving the pages um, for your website. Um, but an app, um, you're talking about, um, you know, your web developers either working on that or having constant look at it. Um, do you host your website and your app on the same servers or with the same company? They're, they're different. Yeah, I go through Squarespace for my website and then I think it's Linode for, uh, for my server, for my app. So there's two different ones. Uh, okay, great. And so do you you just pay obviously a monthly fee for square pay, squarespace to have your website up there and the same for um Linode with your your app you just pay a monthly fee for them to be hosting the app yes correct uh, okay great and actually um because i haven't done that side of it yet uh are they hosting all versions of the app so the android version i mean there is no ios version now but um you can uh, host both of your versions in the future. You can ho host the Android and the Apple version of your app at the same place, yes? I believe so, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay, great. Um, so when there is you know, something on your website that doesn't work, and I know we're getting technical, but hopefully this helps people um, you know, who want to go this route and do something technical, we can hopefully um, you know, make it seem less scary to do that and by explaining that, you can do it, I can do it, you know, so they can do it too. Um, with your, let's say the website, um, if you're checking that and you see, oh, something's wrong or not functioning on the website, um, that can be either yourself going in and making a correction. Um, if you've built the website yourself, let's say you've used somebody like Wix or Weebly um, or um, what's the uh, Shopify, you know, those uh, kind of sites, 
you can build your own website um, step by step. You can learn how to use their website builder uh, tutorial and you can actually make it yourself. And it's a lot like a drag and drop kind of website building process. So for folks out there who uh, can't afford um, to hire somebody, a developer to do something for them, you know, the possibility is still there that you can build your own website on a site like that. You can take a look at Squarespace and Wix and Weebly and they have their own uh, web builders there that you know you can try and do yourself. Um, and they're pretty intuitive. So they've gotten simpler and simpler over the years. So more than likely you can do it if you can use Microsoft Word and you know you're using a computer on a daily basis um you could probably use one of these proprietary website builders to get your site done um there actually are um applications for building your own app your phone apps um, as well um they're not as simple and easy as building a website but they're getting pretty close so um, for folks out there who maybe say well i want to try and make my own app and i don't have the money to hire an app developer um, is possible. You can use, you know, one of these app builders um, in order to, to do that as well. So those are some options I just want to throw out there for folks um, who might feel like, well, I can never do it because I can't hire somebody and or I'm uh, nervous to communicate with them or I'm scared they're going to steal my idea or my designs or whatever you can try you know to do it all on your own um, and i've done projects all on my own from beginning to end and launching and marketing and so on and i didn't have somebody you know teaching me along the way because really you can just watch videos online on youtube um, or on you know these particular websites that have the tutorials you can watch the videos and learn how to use it so uh, you know, I just want to encourage people not to quit or give up or be too intimidated that you can can go that route. So now, Anna, with yours, you've got your website up and going and you've got the app up and going. And you have the PWA uh, up and going. Um, and so now for the marketing side of it, how do you as a business owner go about, um, you know, marketing your project? 